Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. And we're sitting here after week nine and we're still asking questions about teams. And that's amazing to me, but yet... I know that we find ourselves in this situation each and every year. So maybe I shouldn't be amazed. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Looked like you were enjoying a little soup there during the break. A little soup? A little soup for you? You get soup every time and every time it's cereal. And yet really? we still have not convinced I, see, you that it's cereal. Here's the thing. I forget that it's only 10 a.m. right now in Vegas. That's a problem. So you are of the impression that in the commercial break, I am stripping down all the radio gear. I'm running downstairs. I'm putting together a bowl of soup and then running back up the stairs with said soup to eat it in front of the camera right before we go back on air. Perhaps a nice bouillabaisse. Sure. Sure. (laughs) I I don't know. Have you heard of a microwave? I've seen them. You always, it's just fascinating to me that you always guess soup and the answer is always cereal. It could be gazpacho. What's that? Gazpa- a nice could gazpacho. Be gazpacho. <laughs> could, could be gazpacho. Very cold soup. Absolutely. What what kind of at least cereal is it today? Today it's actually in a, today's the one day you caught me eating an adult cereal. It's Cheerios. Normally it's a little kid cereal, to be completely honest with you. Today it's Cheerios. <laughs> is Cheerios even really an adult cereal? I would say if you if you're ranking the cereals, that would skew more towards the adult. Look, I don't see a leprechaun on the box. I see a picture of a heart that says "Good for your heart," right? Like that's I don't think that's selling a lot of four year olds. There's not a guy in a cape that looks like Dracula, yeah. right? Right. Now, if there was that character, I wouldn't have said it's a uh, an adult cereal. But the first thing you see is low in cholesterol, which uh, gets all the eight year olds fired up. Uh, it really does. Thinking of an eight-year-old taking a baby aspirin every day just for heart health. <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. The questions I speak of, Joe, they always tend to be the same because I look at teams and I don't know what you are. And I guess that question we started asking it a couple of weeks ago, and maybe we can get some clearer answers now. The question is simply, are you good? We look at some teams that have won four and five games and we need to ask that question so let's start with one of the teams that we saw last night or even both of them the new york jets which hey we know the jets have a a good defense but sitting at four and four there's a lot of teams in that mix and they're a very very difficult team to try to handicap so i asked this question the new york jets you good bro (laughs) <laughs> we here at Carlin versus Joe do not like to overcomplicate things for our loyal listeners. We boil it down to brass tacks. Are you good? In the case of the New York Jets, no, you are not good. Watch the game last night. There are situations where we can lay out fancy analytics, numbers, projections. We can do a whole lot of work. We can talk to sources. We can bring on reporters. You don't need any of that. 
You watch the Jets. When you watch them, they don't play well. They're not a good football team. They were lucky to get that win against Buffalo. They were lucky to get that win against Philadelphia. Last night against the Chargers, you're at home. It's Monday night. You didn't even show up. Like, you didn't even show up to a home Monday night game against a team notorious for giving games away. So, no, you're not good. You know, it's funny. We talk about analytics all the time and how it takes out the human element of it. Zach Wilson is the human element. Yes, sir. If you're going to create an algorithm to factor in for Zach Wilson, I want to see that. That would be impressive. I can't believe in anything that the Jets are doing right now quite simply because of that. And I have tried, I have tried to take you along with me. I have tried to carry the water. I can't do it anymore. I can't. I can't. I won't. I absolutely will not. From the beginning with the whole look, I don't think the Jets are done. I'm like, you can tell the audience that. I'm not going to listen. I'll have myself some yeah. kid cereal while you're talking about that, and then you can just bring me back into the loop. I'm glad we're on the same page, though. And in a lot of ways, I would expect that today Brandon Staley's eating some kid cereal because I don't really trust him as a leader of a football team, and I might trust a 10-year-old more uh, at times. And so we turn to the Los Angeles Chargers, at four and four. I told you yesterday, they're they're good at stopping the run, but they did more than enough yesterday offensively to win a game against a bad offensive team. But we always have, again, the human element, like Brandon Staley, when he's going to the analytics, is not including his own human element of Brandon Staley coaching the team in that algorithm. So we asked the question. The Los Angeles Chargers. You good, bro? I don't know. Any any day in which Brandon Staley wakes up fresh off of playing a primetime game and he's not the lead story, that's a good day for Brandon Staley. Yeah. That is a good day. And he played a primetime game last night, and he woke up today, and he was not the lead story. That is a good day for him. Unfortunately, the Chargers are not good. They're 4-4. Four and four. They've got a positive point differential. they got a franchise quarterback. There's a lot there that can mislead you. There's a lot there that can mislead you. But what you need to understand is this. Win number one came against the Minnesota Vikings. Win number two came against the Las Vegas Raiders. Win number three came against the Chicago Bears. Win number four came against the New York Jets. I've seen you play some teams this year. I saw you play Kansas City and lose, Dallas and lose, Miami and lose, right? Those were your three big games. Mm -hmm. You lost them all. So I can't sit here and bang on the Dolphins for not winning big games and then turn around and say these guys are good. Yeah, I can't say they're good yet either. Uh, I think they still have a chance to be good if the coach could get out of his own way, but I just don't expect that to happen based on all the evidence that has been provided to me over the last, oh, I don't know, year and a half or so. It's pretty clear to me what the case is. Two and a half years, I should say. Then there's the Miami Dolphins, six and three. Similar argument. Haven't beaten anybody good so far. And you've beat up on the bad team. So, Miami Dolphins? The Miami Dolphins. You good, bro? This is a good football team. They're a good football team. They're well coached. Solid quarterback play. Defense is all right. Could be better. I think people were expecting more in year one under Vic Fangio, but they're not a a disaster. Like, when you break them down, what do they do poorly? A lot of times we'll ask, what does this team do well? Like, we broke that down yesterday with a few teams. What does this team do well? And you really can't come up with a lot. Like, Buffalo's not doing a whole lot well right now. Miami does a lot of things all right. All right or better than all right. They're a good football team. They're not a great football team, which is what we say when we talk about them losing these big matchups, but they're definitely a good football team. 
I would agree. They are a good football team because they have good players at every position. And as I've said over the last few days, uh, it's not even next year, Joe. They just look like right now in this moment, they are not ready to win some of these games. But that could change. They feel like they're on the right path toward that in maybe week 15, 16, 17, when it matters the most. The Dolphins are a good football team. We go to Buffalo. The Bills have fallen to five and four on the year. So, the Buffalo Bills. Are you good? I'm going to pass back to you. I'm going to let you take this one first. You have had very strong opinions on the Bills throughout the course of the season. I would like the deck to be cleared for you, my friend. No, they're not good. They're not good. Inconsistent is not good. If you take anything away from me ever, know this. Inconsistent is not good. I have to tell you, it's so maddening, too, because you see where the talent is. Like, if I'm Stefan Diggs, I, I look around sometimes, and I'm like, how do we make the mistakes that we make? And how do we not get ourselves in better positions to run the football? And how do we not get some better offensive linemen as this window has been open and then you've got the injuries on defense. No, no, no. The Bills are inconsistent. They're not good. I disagree. I'd say they're good, but it's getting awfully hard to try to put a great case in front of you and tell you you're wrong. I mean, we go through the wins this season. Again, the Raiders, the Commanders, the Dolphin wins a good one. But since then, they've had two wins, the Giants and the Box. And they lost to Cincinnati in a game where they didn't really compete. The Patriots went in. The Patriots stole that one from them at the end. And they did have a nice measuring stick game against Jacksonville over in London, and they lost that one. Jacksonville had some logistical advantages in that game, but I'm still willing to say that this is a good team. Certainly not in the pantheon of great teams anymore, which is where they used to reside. But in the category of good, Buffalo checks the boxes. Let's head to Cleveland, also on Lake Erie. I think, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good guess. With Cleveland. They are sitting here at 5-3 and three on the year in the AFC North. They have a dominating defense. So. The Cleveland Browns. Are you good? Let me take this for a moment. Go ahead. Yeah, they're good. Because they have that defense. Joe, listen, I know it was Clayton Toon, okay? When you limit an NFL team to 58 total yards in a football game, that alone means that you're good. To me, in the way that defense has played all year, yes, they're good. And Amari Cooper actually had a big day the other day. I still have major questions about Deshaun Watson, but they're not Zach Wilson-sized questions, if that makes sense. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns are good. I watch the way they stumble all over themselves at quarterback, and the Watson thing is killing me because I see the potential in this team and I see how he's going to squander it. But they right now... Throw out the 5-3 and three record, they're plus 42 in point differential, which at this point in the season is probably a more accurate indicator of how good you are, point differential, than your overall record. Jacksonville, who everybody would say is good, is plus 37. The Browns have a better point differential than Jacksonville. The Lions, who a lot of people would say is good, are good, they're plus 35. The Browns have a better point differential than the Lions and the Jaguars, and they played a tougher schedule than both those teams. Philly's at plus 57 for crying out loud. They're just a couple touchdowns better. So it might not look pretty at times, but yeah, the Browns are a good team. We go to Pittsburgh, stay in the AFC North. Steelers, 5-3 and three on the year. 
doing it with smoke and mirrors. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you good? No, you're not good. I don't even need to lay it out. Negative point differential. Quarterback hasn't figured anything out yet, and they're not nearly as good defensively as they usually are. I mean, would you say the Jets are good? We said no. Their point differential is minus 24. The Steeler point differential is minus 30. They're actually worse. They're worse than the Falcons in terms of point differential. Right? Like, how are you worse than the Falcons right now? They're worse than the Rams in terms of point differential, and they beat them. The Steelers have done an excellent job of finding a way to make one less mistake than their opponents in several key games. The Ravens game, the Rams game, they keep finding ways to win, but they're essentially last year's version of the Vikings or the Giants. They're not nearly as good as their record indicates, and the Reaper's coming for them. It's going to get them at some point. Listen, as a fan, it is disappointing for me to say that because I am used to being... Fat and sassy and spoiled. (laughs) But I'm not right now. I am not sassy. I am not spoiled right now. I got the other part covered, and I'm looking to be fat and sassy and spoiled. So where are you, boys? Let's go. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. An NBA debut was made last night, Joseph, and you may have missed it. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Night on the hardwood. Up the floor, James hammers a right hand dunk. Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's NB A to Z. Joseph had this idea, and I love it. It's to bring us into everything going on around the association a few times a week, just so you know. It's to keep you informed, it's to keep you enlightened, it's to keep you locked in. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM. 
Channel 80. Joseph, how about a little NBA A to Z? You ready to go off this of is, our Monday night action? This is how we do it. We want to keep you in the loop. We understand that a lot of people are overwhelmed by the holidays, by pro football, college football, and everything else going on. So you might not be tooth and nail with the NBA right now. That's why you come to your boys. Carlin versus Joe, we will keep you up to date on everything you need to know about the association. Yeah, I'm just overwhelmed, but it doesn't have much to do with this. Maybe we need to talk yeah. about that later on. Just in general. Yeah, I, I, I live in overwhelmed. Uh, James Harden made his debut last night for the Clippers. Uh, Knicks won, though, 111-97. Harden had 17, six assists. I, I do wonder how this is all going to work when you've got three other guys that have to have the ball in their hands with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. There's a lot of upside here early on because Harden can play the role of facilitator and playmaker, even though he speaks negatively of that. He can do that when on the court with George and Kawhi and free them up to shoot. They'll end up getting some excellent shots. And then when those two go to the bench or end up getting hurt or load manager, whatever it may be, Harden can take on more of a role of a scorer, which will play to what he wants to do. So you have a lot of options here and you end up having a lot of depth. The thing is, it's not going to matter because this is going to go the way it always goes. There's the honeymoon phase right now where everyone's excited, everyone's happy, everyone's on their best behavior, everyone's working hard, like we saw in Philly, like we saw in Brooklyn, like we saw in Houston, and then eventually something will go wrong, and because Harden's not the most resilient of individuals, rather than power through, he'll create an issue, and that will ultimately be the demise yeah. of this iteration of the Los Angeles Clippers. He it will always be in my personal Hall of Fame for his ability to weaponize laziness, and we will see him do it again. Yeah. Make no mistake. Uh, Boy, your Sixers look like they have shaken the weight that James Harden put on them, both literally and figuratively. Joel Embiid, 48 in three quarters last night. Sixers are out to an outstanding start at 5-1 and one on the year. And Tyrese Maxey looks really, really good to start the season, too. The only loss was a razor-thin loss in Game 1 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Since then, they've won five straight. People... This is why we say culture is king. If you don't have the culture, it doesn't matter what the coaching is. It doesn't matter what the talent is. It doesn't matter how you scheme things up. You need a good business. You need a good family. You need a good good team. You need good culture. People have to enjoy what they're doing. They have to like coming to work. They don't have to love it. It doesn't have to be their life, but you can't dread going into the office. That's what happens when James Harden's upset or when Ben Simmons is upset or when Markel Fultz is upset. It's a huge distraction nobody wants to deal with. Well, now the Sixers are finally free of distractions. After five plus years of distractions, they're finally free with almost no expectation because who thinks they're going to be good post-Harden? Nobody. So they're free to just go play basketball. They're five and one. They're outscoring the opposition by 13 points per game. Number two in point differential behind only Boston. Maxi looks like a bona fide number two. Now you have time to evaluate this roster over the next couple months, see what you've got, see what you're missing, and then use those three first round picks to go out and make a trade before the deadline to bolster the roster before the playoff run. This is how you make a run at it, people. Anthony Edwards in Minnesota. Ooh. The Timberwolves look really good early, four and two on the year. You're talking about point differential. They're at a plus eight. Last night, they beat the Celtics in overtime. Let me ask this question. 
when do I start thinking about Anthony Edwards and the MVP when I look down and I see 40 to 1 and he's got 38, 9, and 7 last night? Hey, big fellow starts thinking about it. 40 to 1's a good price. This this might be the year where he puts his name on the MVP map, and then next year might be the year he truly challenges for it. You need to win a lot of games in the NBA to win MVP. I know people will point to the Russell Westbrook year and say, well, he was a sixth seed. Yeah, but they don't really do a lot of that anymore because they know it was a mistake. Yeah, he averaged a triple-double, but was the value really there? It's arguable when you look at other guys like LeBron and Giannis and Jokic and all that stuff. Back to Edwards. This feels like a candidate for office who runs for Senate or runs for Congress knowing they're going to lose just because they want to learn the process and they want to get their name out there so the next time they run, they can put together a better campaign. That's what we're dealing with with Edwards. I think this is the year the common NBA fan, the average NBA fan, gets to really know who he is. He makes a big statement, and then we go in the next year talking about bigger and better things for Anthony Edwards. But at 40-1, to you got to dabble. I say you got to dabble in that right now. That is not a bad bet. Uh, one other thing, too, here. Carl Anthony Towns, not off to a great start here. Seven points last night. Joe, only shooting 38% from the floor, averaging nearly 17 a game. But that, that is considerably down for Mr. Towns right now. Towns is Dak Prescott. He's been around long enough. You know who he is. You know what he's capable of. You know what he's capable of not achieving. So I, I, at this point, if you're Minnesota and you're waiting for something to change, it's not going to happen. All right? You've seen everything you need to see. You know who he is. The Indiana Pacers haven't scored 152 points collectively in the last three years, and they did last night. <laughs> 152, a franchise record in pounding the Spurs. Uh, as we alluded to earlier, our Victor Webanyama over turnovers. That bet is dead at this point. He yeah. only had 13 on 3 of 12 shooting, but he did have... 10 boards and a couple of blocks, but he's not turning the ball over. Only two last night. No, two turnovers in each of his last three games. So we are done betting the over on that until the price readjusts. And it's going to readjust. It's not going to maintain it three and a half. They'll probably bring it back down to two and a half the next time out. One of the things that hurt us last night with this prop was the fact that Wembenyama barely played at the end of the game because they were getting blown out so badly. But that's not the story. That's just us in our degenerative ways. He's right. been fantastic. And if he had a turnover problem through the first four games this season where he had four or more turnovers in all those games, for a young player at this level to be able to work on correcting it that quickly. I mean, Carlin, come on. We got to give him his flowers here. First four games, it's four or more turnovers in every single game. Last three games, it's two, two, and two. He's already aware of some of the issues and he's already cleaning them up. This kid's incredible. Joseph, Lakers are 0-4 on the road right now. They lose last night in Miami by a point, 108-107, to a game that basically went scoreless late in that game for a good minute, minute and a half, two minutes. And, uh, you know, there's not much here for me that really stands out from a Miami standpoint. They have not gotten off to a very good start at all. And then the Lakers, you know, coming off of getting just pounded uh, over the weekend by the Magic, they lose this game down in Miami. We saw this from Miami before, the last time they made a deep run to the finals. They came back the next year and they just looked out of gas. And it's early, it's only seven games, but monitor that. Monitor that if that's going to be something that lingers all season or maybe if it's just a hangover early in the year until they all get themselves back into shape. Because when you make that deep playoff run, you're playing two extra months that a lot of guys aren't. So you might take extra time off in the summer and not be ready for the start of the season. Not the end of the world. For the Lakers... Any dad out there driving around with young kids, the Lakers 
when LeBron James leaves the floor to take a breath or what happens when your wife goes out of town for like a day and everything falls apart. Yeah. Everything falls apart. You assure her. You assure her. Don't worry. I've got the list. I'll prep the meals. I'll get him to school. I'll get him dressed. I'll get him bathed. Everything's fine. You assure her of that. But inevitably, it all goes south very quickly. And that is exactly who the Lakers are this season. The second James isn't on the floor, everything falls apart. He's got a great case for MVP, but that's not what he's looking for. What he's looking for is a championship. And unfortunately, he doesn't have a great case for that. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, temperatures are getting low, but demand remains high. You need Indeed. Their all-in-one platform helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. And Indeed's interview tool lets you schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from their website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Jim Harbaugh could be facing a suspension. How quickly is the Big Ten going to make its decision? One of our insiders tells us next on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Does this happen so quickly, which it very well could, that he is suspended for the Penn State game? Um, that's a possibility. And I think we will know sooner than later because Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel is on the college football playoff selection committee, and he did not go. He issued a statement yesterday saying he wants to stay on campus to handle everything that's going on. He did not get into specifics, but he also did make it very clear that he's not stepping down from the CFP selection committee. He will rejoin them next week. He just needs to be on campus this week to tend to some business. Heather Dinich, who of course is ESPN senior college football writer, joining us right now with the latest on Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. If you gave some truth serum to the college football playoff committee, they want Michigan to lose so they can take this off their plate. I love the conspiracy theories. I really do. It's not even a conspiracy theory, Heather, but it's just kind of like, man, we'd really rather not have to deal with this. Well, I'll tell you this. 
having gone through at least five mock selections and been there last week, and I have a true understanding of how this process works, I believe them when they say that they're at the table and they're judging Michigan based on what they're seeing right now. As to whether or not it is a question in the minds of each individual, is Michigan this good because it knows what play they're calling next, or are they that good because this is the best team we've seen in a long time at Michigan? That's a subjective answer, just like everything else in the college football playoff system. And you literally have to get each person to bear their soul to answer that question. But when they're sitting there, you're in game mode, for lack of a better word, looking at the screen, looking at Michigan's 112th strength of schedule, needing this win against Penn State to truly make a difference. J.J. McCarthy, I talked to Manny Diaz, Penn State's defensive coordinator today, guys, and he told me that McCarthy should absolutely be in the Heisman conversation. He's doing things that are eliciting a shoulder shrug from people outside, but if you know college football, what he's doing is remarkable. And so they are looking at that in that committee meeting room, but I'm sure that there are side conversations happening and probably some internal debates, particularly among former Hall of Fame players and coaches at the table who might view allegations of cheating differently than an administrator at the table. So we have another installment of the rankings coming out later tonight between what we saw last week and what we see this week. What do you think some of the biggest changes are going to be? Well, I think the question at the top of the list for the committee is, did Georgia do enough to move to number one and flip with Ohio State? They truly are very similar in terms of what happened this week, struggling in the first half and needing defensive plays to win the game. And they both had opponents that lost. Georgia's win against Florida doesn't look as good anymore now that the Gators have a fourth loss. And Ohio State got dinged a little bit because Notre Dame lost to Clemson, a four-loss team. So they're both of their resumes were negatively impacted a little bit. But the thing that changed was Georgia improved its resume with a win, its first win, against a ranked opponent. Was that enough? Might be. If Georgia moves to the top spot, even though Ohio State is number one in strength of record and still has a better resume than Georgia, it would be because the committee simply thinks Georgia right now looks like a better team. And Ohio State struggled in the first half against Rutgers, but they pulled away in the second half. So... I think it's going to be really close, and it could truly go anyway. Heather, great stuff. We appreciate the insight as always. Thanks, guys. Heather Dinich, ESPN senior college football writer, giving us the very latest. She's locked in on what's going on with Michigan right now, and it's going to be a fascinating 24 to 48 hours, I think, in Ann Arbor to see what happens, to see if he gets suspended, to see if they decide to appeal it, how it is all handled with this situation with sign stealing and electronic equipment and I, I tell you it is amazing to see some of the videos and Connor Stallions is out there with these sunglasses on at night trying to tip his cap and cover his face when he knows that the camera is coming over to the sideline it's it's this, this 
it's, it's, it's a story you can only have in college football, first and, and foremost. Like, this is absolutely every detail we get from this. We tend to get a little bit further away from, like, Deflategate and Spygate, and it really just takes on its own college football flavor. But I do look forward to how long they're able to drag this out because Michigan right now, everyone involved in this right now, it's not about right or wrong. It's not about justice. It's only about how everyone can dodge this to perfectly suit their own personal interests. That's all it's about right now. So it'll be fascinating to watch this cat and, cat and mouse game over the next couple months. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What should happen to Michigan? What should happen to Harbaugh right now based on what we know? We saw a team yesterday fire their manager just to hire the best available option. Are NFL teams going to follow that plan? Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, all of that after Joe has this from our friends at O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or even squeaking? Do not compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windshield. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts people will help you choose from their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle. They'll even install them free of charge. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. We're on a horrible run right now. One in four yesterday, down 3.25 units. Overall is a show, 65 wins, 64 defeats, one draw, down 6.58 units. Time to turn it around, and potentially that will happen on the ice tonight in the National Hockey League. I don't know if you've noticed, but the San Jose Sharks may be the worst team in the history of all of sports. They are currently <laughs> 0, 10, and 1 to start the season. They have garnered one point in 11 games. And in those 10 losses, 0, 10, and 1, those 10 losses, they've been outscored by two or more goals every single time. Their last two games out, they have been defeated by a grand total of 20 to 3. Yes, you heard that correctly. In just two hockey games, the San Jose Sharks have been outscored 20 to 3. Two pizza money bets for you tonight. Number one, naturally, the Philadelphia Flyers on the puck line, which is minus one and a half. This is at a price of plus 125. It means we need the Flyers to win this game by two or more goals to cash this bet. We'll also lay the minus 190 on the Flyers to beat the Sharks in this game as well. And if somehow the Sharks get their first win tonight, when I decide to jump on this train, well, let's just say I might not be on tomorrow's show. Pizza Money's number one and two. Flyers puck line, Flyers money line. Wow. Wow. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80. That that was the historic thing that I was waiting for. That's it? That's what I told you yesterday. Did did not live up to the hype. I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. how bad are the Sharks? The Sharks are awful. Did the you have are, any idea it was that bad? I, I, I had no. No, I didn't have any idea it was that bad. Of course not. <laughs> I wouldn't be paying attention to the San Jose Sharks at this point. But, geez, you just made me pay attention to him. I'll say that. But it, here's the thing. I'm a little disappointed that you're just going flyers on the puck line then. Like, show me some guts. Go Sharks money line. You're going to single-handedly end the losing streak. That's what I want to see right there. No? It's a lot of risk. It is a lot of risk. The, the payoff is really just a couple units to get back in this thing. But should I end up losing this, if I'm the guy that halted this streak, that's something to put on the resume and yeah. not in a good way. Handman. You're going to win. You, You're going to win this man, bet. What's that? You got this bet. You got You're it. You're a Sharks guy, are you not? I am a Sharks fan, unfortunately. Take me through their season to date. Uh, they were up, uh, I believe it was two goal, two nothing on the Capitals at one point, and then they got to overtime and they lost. Was it, maybe it wasn't the Capitals, but they got to an overtime and that was great. They got a point. Other than that, other than that, just just utter humiliate humiliation. How are you a Sharks fan, by the way? Uh, you know they were a new team in the '90s. My brother, when he he's eight years older than me, so when he, uh he was in middle school, he had a Sharks jersey. When I was in middle school, hand me down. Became a Sharks fan. So. Yeah. He's big th Joe and, Thornton And they've guy. been good. Yeah, Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, Evgeny Nabokov, Devin yep. Staguchi, Jonathan Chichu. Who forget Cheech? Chichu. Chichu. I remember Chichu. I, I mean, honestly, I don't blame you. I don't know how I didn't get on board of that, and, I, and I'm just disappointed in Joe. Mike That's Greer uh, about this. Uh, uh, we expected pain to start the season. Well, yeah, it's very painful, Mike. You're getting it. You're getting it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. All I'm asking for is a little guts every once in a while. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. it, it, it all right. Is it wrong for me to ask you to bet irresponsibly at times? 
I don't think so. Oh, you want me to press it to try to make all this back? No, I just, I, I don't want you to press it to try to make it back. I just want you to look at an irresponsible bet and say, you know what? I could come out the other side of this. It's a risk reward. The reward is so far not worth the risk, but I'm doing it anyway. Because oh, if I come out on the other side. You're saying bet the Sharks and be the guy who stops the Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. What's the money line on the Sharks tonight? That's going to be like I, I don't plus, plus 9,000. 15,000? <laughs> the idea of them winning a hockey game? By the way, the Flyers at minus 190, if anyone's been following what they've done the last few years, for them to be out there at minus 190 exactly. says everything you need to know about the Sharks. Exactly. That's my issue with this bet. We're putting all this money on the Flyers who stink. They're five, six, and one to start the year. But Did let's you bet not the hear? mortgage on it? Did you not? They're five, six, and one. They've won games. The Sharks on the are West 0, Coast, 10 though. and one. They've been outscored Shark twenty tank. to three over the last two games. They're due. The Sharks are due. They still. Play oh yeah. Cow okay, Cowboys. that's a good analysis. Yeah, they're due, right? <laughs> it wasn't the first eleven that got them. They've it's also been 12. without their captain Logan Couture for the first eleven games here. So, and he's not coming back for this one. So, yeah. I, I'm with you, Joe. I'm, I'm jumping on the Flyers. I, I've I've bet against the Sharks multiple times this season, and, and I've won. So, they still playing at the Cow Palace? No, they're not <laughs> playing at the Cow. <laughs> I actually I I've only ever attended two Stanley Cup Finals games in my life, and they were both Sharks games when the Sharks were playing the Penguins. Yeah, when I was covering in the Bay Area. I somehow got on that Sharks run that year, and I was taking. A I was doing morning radio in San Francisco. I was living in San Francisco. I was taking the Muni line or whatever it was. I can't even remember. It wasn't Bart, but I was taking the train all the way down to San Jose for like every playoff game in that in that run. I was down there every night, and then I take the train back and wake up the next morning at three thirty a.m. and headed and do radio. I was going that obviously before kids. Yeah, God, now I can't even. Kids. I don't even know how to pronounce train. <laughs> my my wife is a big Sharks fan too, being from the Bay Area. So yeah. I'm certainly I'm going to pay for these comments later on. But having Good. said all of that, uh, I do have to run something past you that from the, what happened to me last night. Okay, uh, I was going to a college basketball game. Uh, my wife and I go to Rutgers basketball games all the time. We're season ticket holders. This game was against Princeton at a neutral site nearby. What is the amount of time that is acceptable to sit in traffic to find parking before you give up on something? Okay, so hold on. There's a lot I need to... So when you're saying sit in traffic, is it like yeah. the line leading into the yes. venue parking lot or is yes. it like the highway 20 miles away? No, no, no. I live 15 minutes from this venue. Okay. okay. I got to where the venue is. I, I left my house at 6 p.m. Game is at 7. I got to the area where the venue is at 6.15 p.m. Okay, so you I should walked then into be my, parked. Just to give you an idea, walked into my seat at the eight-minute mark of the first half. Eight-minute mark? In other words, I missed 12 minutes of the first half of a game that began at 7. So you were right at the property and it took an hour for you to park, get in and get seated? Yeah. I mean, at what point do you give up? Well, it depends on the level of game. I mean, if it's a final four game, you 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 go. Of if you if it's this and you're not affiliated with Rutgers, it's a there's one opener. conversation. You are affiliated with Rutgers. That's a different situation. Well, but nobody was expecting me to go. This was out of pure fun. We're going to go to a game. Yeah. Boy, that one backfired. It really did you experience did. any joy? No, they played terribly, too. <laughs> no. The whole night was a no, disaster. They lost to Princeton. They're very young. But honestly, like, is there, an, is there an acceptable time? Like, I kept my cool, which I was very proud of. 
20 minutes parked out of the car in the building, get a drink, 20 minutes, college basketball. Well, I wrote it out and last night, not worth it. (laughs) 